Well, hey, Mark, I'm excited about today's episode. What uh, is the topic of today's episode? Well, it's it's the uh, we we can't use the, the no. It, we need to come up with another word. Yeah, that word because the because we the can't L say word, that, that word. No, no, it's uh, it's sugar for the spiritually diabetic. <laughs> that, that word is. Would you call it low hanging fruit for the vertically challenged? <laughs> the thing that would cause everyone to fall asleep. How about that? Yeah. How about we call it affection? Ooh, instead that of works. Love, true love. Instead of that, yeah, we'll yeah. call it affection. Besides, this is a manly podcast. We can't talk about love. No, no, not, no. not unless you're talking about a good ribeye or oh, something like no, that. No, that is some love some, right yeah, there. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we've got a new sponsor today, too. Uh, Uncle Excellent. Fillmore's. Yeah, Uncle Fillmore's Guide to Showing Affection. Does he pay? <laughs> Does he? Uh, no, we pay. We, we end pay. up paying we in the end. We pay for, his, for <laughs> the, Uncle Fillmore's spots. The, the audience well, pays. I'm sure it will be worth every penny. There's a subtitle to that, too, that I thought <laughs> you might find kind of interesting. Let's see. Uncle Fillmore's Guide to Showing Affection, Tips for the Clueless. <laughs> yes, I'm talking about you. <laughs> That's so, perfect. So, thank you, Uncle Fillmore. Um, we, we're looking forward to... He's going to give us a little bit of a preview on that, so uh, I think he's trying to hawk some more CDs or something. So, Anyway, we've got that today, and we're going to talk about... Affection. affection, affection, yes, yeah, affection, and uh, and you know the thing is when we're talking about this, the average listener might be saying, okay, this is going to be one of those. Do I really want to slog through thirty minutes of talking about affection? Well, let's hold it to twenty-eight. Yeah. But when you say affection, do you mean like a manly sort of arranged marriage kind of affection? Yeah, that's exactly what awesome. I'm talking about. See, right. this is going to be an interesting right. podcast with a dowry, all. a dowry, and everything. <laughs> now we're camels talking. and <laughs> wonderful, wonderful, a kind of affection where neither party really chooses the other. Yeah, I mean, just like kids with parents, right? Yes, that's yeah. what we're talking about. Ne- neither one chooses the other, right? But, but they, they will bo- grow to. Oops! Oh, 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 oh. You almost—they will grow to have affection, affection for one over another. time. Over, over time. Yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. That, that makes exactly. sense. All right. Hi there. This is Uncle Fillmore. The fellows at Inner Man Radio asked for my take on showing your kids affection. I mean on you showing your kids affection. Apparently this is actually a topic people think about, but that's just the point. See, true affection isn't something you want to spend time thinking about. It falls into the category of things that if you do think about, you just might mess up because you overthought it. And to that end, there are things that good parents just don't talk about either. It's like being an announcer for a Major League Baseball game where the pitcher has a perfect game going into the ninth. You don't dare mention the prospect of a perfect game lest you jinx it. And even if you don't believe in unwritten baseball jinxes, you still don't dare bring up the perfect game lest the pitcher throw a high fastball right over the center of the plate. With the crack of the bat, the perfect game is no more and everyone blames you. You see, what we're really talking about here is risk mitigation. There are certain types of risky thought processes that lead to risky behavior that, should they fail, leave you holding a handful of shoulda, woulda, Coulda's. You don't need that. Instead, trust your instincts and just let her rip. I'm sure you'll show your kids just the kind of affection they need without thinking about it. I mean, how hard can it be? It's not like kids are complex or live in a society that's competing with you for their hearts or anything, right? And besides, stewing over the best way to show Braden, Caden, and Jaden affection takes you away from being a good parent. All that time spent analyzing and rethinking your role could be put to use making some extra money, finishing the remodel project, adding some horsepower to your surfing the internet or even binge watching the latest Netflix series. The point here is this. 
If you want your kids to know you love them, you do you. No sense examining yourself or reevaluating your habits or communication style. If you do that, it's not authentic anyway. And it might lead to some uncomfortable questions and even harder decisions. In the words of the great philosopher Whitney Houston, the greatest love of all is inside yourself. And like you, she believed the children were our future too. But unlike you, she's dead and can't do anything about it. But regardless, who can argue with that kind of wisdom anyway, huh? So the next time you feel like jumping into a rabbit's hole of introspection, do yourself a favor and slap yourself. It'll snap you right out of it. This is just one of the proven techniques mentioned in my recently published parenting guide, Uncle Fillmore's Guide to Showing Affection, Tips for the Clueless, and yes, I'm talking about you. To order your copy, be sure to call 1-800-UNCLE-FILLMORE. Operators are standing by. Well, that's about all I have for today. The next time you need some solid parenting advice, you just let me know. <laughs> hey, Uncle Fillmore. Oh. We're paying for this? this uh, no. Well, we are in the, because we had to hear it. Oh, I guess That's so. what I mean now by we're, we're paying, paying for it. Yeah, yeah, we're paying. Well, now the audience you, is paying for you, it. Thank you. Thank you, Uncle Fillmore. Be sure to go in. Uh, in uh, you know, I think CDs are flying off the shelves. So I'm sure they're, operators yeah. are standing yes. by. Make sure you're... Uh, <laughs> Make sure you call 1-800-UNCLE-FILLMORE and uh, get those ordered today. Get yours before they're gone. All right. So, Mark, let's dive in. All right. So when we're talking about the L word versus affection, Mark, mm-hmm. um, we think of loving one another of, as Christians. Of, oh, of, oh. Of, of what? We think affecting. Of, yes, affecting <laughs> one another. Okay, all right. Yeah, we thinking of uh, we're thinking of desiring the best for the other person, right? Okay, that putting sounds their like spiritual needs affection. Yes, above our wants, right? Uh-huh. Yep. I mean, isn't that the first thing that comes into mind? I mean, bless his heart. So you go down south. Okay. So you go down south. I'm and, down south. And and, and uh, you walk into an assembly, and, uh-huh. and and maybe there's some folks there who okay. maybe like you, maybe don't. Maybe. But if they don't like you, maybe uh-huh. the little the little the older ladies might say, "Well, there comes Mark. Bless his heart. Bless his heart. Bless his bless heart. His you know, heart. bless his heart." And you know, up north here, we we count that as a compliment. Oh, bless his heart. <laughs> they really are caring about. But that's not mm. really the compliment we think mm. that it is. Mm. Um, is that is that the kind of affection? Like we're, we're looking to. We're looking to bless his heart. We don't like that person, but we we choose to love him anyway. We, we don't like him, but we love him. Yeah, is that, that kind seems, of it? That seems disingenuous to yeah, me. Yeah, a little well, bit. Well, certainly that is loving someone is putting their spiritual needs first, and that's true. But we're talking in these podcasts about our relationship with kids, right? And bless yes, their hearts, bless them all. And while we want them to grow into that, you know, there's a bit of that. Um, that relationship should be affectionate. It should have some. It should have a, even a even a, a fondness mm-hmm. or a, a familiarity. There should be a should be something more than a. Mm, I hate to use the term um, like ooh, a ooh. like an objective love. Oh, Mark! Oh, I know you but, went full blown Mark Miller but, on me right there. Uh, objective love, right? But for lack of a better term, can we say this is this is like love a, you should feel? Is this like a Spock love? Is that what you're talking about? Is <laughs> yeah, this like exactly. the scientific, yes. factual love? Is that? Yes, love long and prosper. No, no, no. What we're talking about today is the relationship we have with our kids and how that love or affection should be a natural response of a of a right relationship. Yeah. And we even get a picture of that in Romans chapter 8 where... Paul is describing our relationship to God, and he says in verse 15, famously, you've not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you've received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, 
Abba, Father. Right. Well, that's Abba a lot Father. more than a than a distant sort of academic love. Yeah. That's a uh, Papa, Papa. Yeah. Right. Abba. Yeah. Daddy. Yeah. Papa. It, right. Yeah. Daddy. Yeah. And it, it, which seems perhaps maybe disrespectful. Um, <laughs> what did you say? Disrespectful. Disrespectful. Come on, kid. <laughs> You know, the name's Father. Don't forget <laughs> yeah, it. Mr. Father to you. Right. But, you know, it conjures up those ideas of, you know, uh, some little girl running up to give dad a hug. You know, he yeah. comes home from work or whatever. I mean, yeah. it's a classic scene. Daddy! And, yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you, you come inside the house from work and, and the kids run up to you and they want to wrestle you. They're grabbing your leg. You know, they're, they're, they're wanting to, whatever it is, yes. or show you the dinosaurs or. Yes. Yeah. All and that. all at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And over, talking over each other. And, exactly. Yeah. And that's yeah. exciting. I mean, Shut up, kid. We like no. that. No, 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 no. no. We no. like that. We you know, love it that. Might be, you know, it might be uh, at the right time of year, it might be a dandelion bouquet. Oh, man. Those, that is so precious. Like when the kids do that, it, it just melts mom's heart. So dads, take note. Take <laughs> yeah, right. note. Right. Yeah. No, we love that stuff. I mean, th- we love those displays and, and that that you can't coerce it. You can't nope. coax it. You and can't... if you did, you would ruin it. Exactly. I said, come here and give me a hug. I worked a long, hard day, and I want to. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Fillmore, is that you? <laughs> right. No, but you can't command it. You can't expect it. You can't force it yeah. or or it, it breaks it, it ruins the thing so wait you can't, we we don't expect it what do you mean we're not supposed to expect it of our kids come on well I, we should expect it of the relationship yeah. but we can't make it an obligation yeah, yeah. of the kids in, yeah. in order to do that and i'm teasing around about that because that it really when we expect it of our kids we're flipping the script on them that's not really ours to expect yeah really uh it's up to us to uh to do what we can to foster it right yeah, which is why Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. You'll do what I say. That's exactly it. And I say, love me. <laughs> Don't you forget it. <laughs> Jesus is also the guy who loved us first. And when we're trying to, when we're trying to promote, because really that's all we can do as parents, when we're, when we're trying to promote love, um, you know, 1 John chapter 4, verse 19 comes readily to mind. We know that we are of God, and that's chapter 5. First John and we are. chapter and we do 4, know that. <laughs> verse 19, says, We love because he first loved us. He didn't love us and then say, Now you have to love me back. He loved us in anticipation that we would. And he created an environment where that kind of relationship and that kind of affection could naturally result. And so we love him in return. Right. And so we know that every listener to Inner Man Radio right now, especially guys, mm. they've, uh, all uh, got uh, this, uh. they've all got this dialed in. So we'll see you next time on. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. It you might know, take but, a little more than that today. But here's the deal. I mean, uh, most guys listening to this are probably thinking, well, I already, of course I show affection to my kids. Of course I love my kids. Uh, I give them a know. birthday present. Does that count? Right. I mean, so so we none of us want to think of ourselves as being Ebenezer Scrooge when it comes to the, <laughs> to the affection department. Right. Right. So we all think that we're displaying it. But the question is, I mean, it, well, is, personally, I'm the strong, silent type. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Uh-huh. <laughs> sure. Well, actually, I, anyway. Yeah. And then there's the touchy feely types, you know. Okay. I, I, all um, right. I don't know anybody like that. 
uh, you know, he's here. He, he's coming in for the hug. You know, <laughs> watch out. <laughs> you know, right? Uh, there's those guys too. But but you, no matter what our style is, we all like to think of ourselves as conveying to our kids that we love them. And of course, they they get it. You know, and if they don't get it, that's their problem, right? <laughs> well, I hope we wouldn't think that. But sometimes it's just assumed that they did. Yeah. You know, I thought that I, when I did X, Y, or Z, I thought they got it. Now, yeah. Maybe they did, but. Mm, maybe not. Maybe I not. work hard. I work extra hours. I come home from work. I sacrifice a lot for the family, and the kids ought to understand that. Well, mm, it'd be great if they did, but right. they're kids, right? And so. sometimes, um, you know, like we talked about, sometimes they're going to have to wait until they get a little bit older before they really can appreciate just how much dad and mom really did love them. Yeah. But at the time, you know, we kind of have to love our kids where they are rather than where we are. What matters is what do they need, not what our style is, not what we're comfortable with, which means we might need to make some changes uh, to how we do that. That might be uncomfortable. Yeah. Jesus' interaction with the apostles uh, is a good example because it's varied depending on their needs at the time. I mean, Peter, when Jesus is trying to teach a lesson to Peter and they're fishing, uh, Jesus interacts with him in a certain way in that instance, which is much different than his interaction with Thomas, say, when he's having letting Thomas touch his wounds, right? Yep, and, yep. and both instances, Jesus is trying to build faith in both cases. In sure. both cases, he's taking time out and demonstrating to them he loves them. But the interaction looks a little bit different. And, uh, you know, we were talking before the episode a little bit about uh, observations with regard to Judas. Sure. Even. And you don't think of, you know, love and, and all that when you think of Jesus' relationship with Judas, but it really is. Well, I think so. Particularly, I think you get to see a glimpse of that in the Last Supper when Jesus is, I think, trying to give Judas the opportunity to come clean. He's trying to give him the option, hey, you know, now would be the would be the right time if you want to if you want to clear the air, if you want to change course, now's the time to do that. And of course, Judas doesn't, but Jesus still I think attempted to give him one last shot. Yeah. Which so, is what he needed most. And so Jesus is really trying to love him as best as he can. I guess what we're saying here for all the guys who think that we've got this dialed in, you know, uh, of course when my kids know I love them, you know, because I uh, I do this or I do that. Uh, step back for a second. Let's take that into consideration. There's there's the concept out there and there's a book out there by Gary Chapman, The Five Love oh, Languages. Boy. Yes, I know. I know, yeah. Mark. See, here we uh-huh. go. The Five Affection Languages. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is this, this is really a, cheesy movie. a girly movie. show? Yes, it is. Have you looked at our demographics lately? <laughs> no, anyway. At least somebody's listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So, what are the five love languages? Yeah, love. Words of affirmation, telling your kids things about them, uh, supportive. Uh, you did a great job with that. I really appreciate when you do this. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's physical touch. Yeah. Some kids really like it when you give them a side hug or you give them a high five or when you're walking by, you give them a little, you know, a little, just a, a little rub on the shoulder as you walk by or something like that. A a kiss on the cheek. Uh, Quality time spent. That's another one. Um, Gifts. (laughs) Who doesn't respond well to gifts? Ah, I mean, you know, (laughs) and then acts of service, doing something for Uh, somebody. Sure. Okay. Uh, And, you know, as our kids grow older, they might appreciate some of those things a little bit more than others. Uh, They might move from one need to another need. The bottom line is we're not trying to give you a list of things to do. You can read the book. You can check it out. Um, He makes some great points there. It's not the gospel. It's not the Bible. But the example or the principle here is spend our 
actions, our behaviors in a way that really conveys to our kids that we love them. And that means we need to meet them where they're at. And that takes a deliberate conscious effort to it, find it out. It does because they're all different and we can't love them all the same because they're not the same kid. So if we make the effort to find out how they tick and if we make the effort to determine what way best they best understand or you know receive love from us then boy that goes a long way to being able to open that door with them so that we can be affectionate and it opens the door for them to do the same thing so we might have to give it a little bit of a trial and error yeah yeah absolutely and you, you might strike out on a few and <laughs> maybe <laughs> and then you finally found oh this one works that one that one worked they they appreciated that i can tell that 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 lit their eyes up that made them feel you know that they they got it but hey going in the wayback machine so you know dads we're pretty busy i mean mark are you a busy guy well sometimes sometimes okay yeah you're driving hundreds of miles a week maybe thousands sometimes you know uh, most dads listening out there you're you're working hard you're trying to make it happen for the family uh, and you've got other responsibilities this this requires taking time out and and stopping and deliberately thinking and I, mean, I think one of the things that we get in the habit of is jamming everything too close together in our schedules and not ca- deliberately carving out time to think these things through and to really step back and observe what's going on. If I think there's a lot of guys that when they do finally get the free time, when they get close to retirement or something like that, eh, it's a little bit late at that point. Boy, it's hard to make up time here. Yeah. One of the things I notice is that dads may be busy, moms might be busy, kids don't care uh, yeah. if you're busy. They can understand that and they can know that, but... That knowledge is a very poor substitute for communicating to them that you care about them. It's not like um, they're going to feel loved because you ran out of time or because you you didn't do this or you didn't think about that or you didn't say this or you didn't spend this time or you didn't um, any one of those things. Kids don't, they're not going to recognize that. Uh, All they know is that I did not feel like dad cared about me or that mom went the extra mile or that I was they really loved me to them exactly yeah. yeah 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 so how many dads when uh when we get older realize that our kids don't really know how much we care about them and how how often dads really want to go and express that to them but what we're talking about right now is uh when they're younger you know taking right. care of that when they're younger so we'll get into the later stuff here in a little bit but we got to continue to show it over time too um because as kids get older uh, they might not want to show as much affection as they did when they were younger. Yeah, that's tricky. As as kids begin to grow up and as they begin to mature, you know, when they're little toddlers, um, you know, they like to be picked up and squeezed and tickled and yeah. all that. And, and that's great. That's exactly where they should be. But of course, you know, as kids reach the teenage years or even even uh, prior to that, preteens, those things start to change a lot. You know, yeah. they start to become much more independent. And so it's really easy. And I, I noticed this personally. It's really easy as a parent to stop being as engaged because they're more independent. They have their own, uh, in many cases, they've got their own schedules to some degree. There's things that they're doing, things that you're doing. You're not doing everything together the way that you used to. Right. Uh, You don't have to strap them in the car seat before you head down to the grocery store. So now maybe they're off doing some other thing. And I found, at least personally, you know, when when my older kids, when they were just coming to that stage, I looked around and I realized that I had had stopped showing affection in Yes. particularly in hugs and squeezes and things like that. 
And it wasn't that I did that on purpose. It's just that I noticed, hey, when did that stop? Right. And uh, then it starts becoming a little bit awkward, you know, because because now you're not doing it as much. So then when you try to do it, now it feels awkward and they feel awkward. And so we want to make sure that we're not letting that become awkward, letting it become weird by by consciously showing affection. Yeah, but right, because we don't want that to wane either right, right. As, the, as the kids get older. Now, the way in which we show affection may need to change. Yeah. But we still need to show that affection. I personally, I, I made the the decision that I was going to hug my older kids as a as a point, at least for myself personally. I was going to make the effort to wrap up my big boys. They're bigger than me, and and um, squeeze my girls and um, just let them know. And some of my girls are married now, but they still like getting a hug from dad, and that's still an important thing. At least. I still like giving them, and yeah. that's what matters. Cause and that's they, pretend, my, they pretend that they like <laughs> at least, it, Mark. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but sometimes you just have to embrace the weird. And as dads, let's face it, guys, that's, we are really good at that. We're made for that, of, fellas. We, we've got this. Yeah, absolutely. We, we've got so, this. Embrace the weird. That's the takeaway from today's <laughs> Interman Radio podcast. <laughs> you know, in an effort to give them space, though, really, you're right. I mean... Sometimes we tend to think, well, maybe they don't like us anymore, and sometimes they don't. Maybe, but I don't mean, take it personally. No, it's 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 if part the kids of growing don't up. Like you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just let it be weird. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. If it yeah, shakes yeah. your confidence a tad, you know, if yeah. if sons and dads and moms and daughters and all, I mean, there's lots of dynamics yeah. that are in there. That's okay. Yeah. That's all right. Just just keep doing it. Yep, sons might not seek comfort in their moms anymore. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. For I mean, sons, it's you know, a for, little harder for moms. It's kind of hard on moms. You know, yeah. d- daughters find, find a, a young man that That's they think really is cooler than dad. Dads. That is hard. <laughs> that is quite hard on dad. But it's also normal. You know, so but that's no reason for us to withhold affection. Yeah. And we don't want to take the wrong message from that. I mean, that's that's them growing up. And that's that's a good thing. It's not that they don't want or need our affection. They still need it. Um, They still need to know that dad cares about them. They still need to know that mom loves them and that it's okay for them to love us back. That's a good thing. So let's pivot that towards God, Mark, uh, because we're talking about really the goal here is that by us showing affection to our kids, we'd be modeling the relationship that Christians have with God and what that looks like for them. So expressing that kind of affection towards God can also be a little bit uncomfortable. Well, sure, because none of us learned to relate to God in that way. At least that was very different from my experience growing up. Um, and I think I even have a, a, a natural uh, reticence about if somebody is getting too spiritually mushy. Yeah. Um, I'm, it yeah, like, Mr. It Mr. sounds like Christian radio to me, <laughs> so I can't, I can't do that. What but was the term for love you used earlier in this episode? Not logical. It was... Objective ob- love. <laughs> I know. Isn't that fabulous? I need oh. a, I'm writing a book. It's going to oh, be called man. Objective Love. Wow. <laughs> but, you know, so often, man, that stuff just gets... It, it turns into, into spiritual mush and sentimentality. And, um, but God wants us to be affectionate toward him. Yeah. And so this is going to be weird, but I mean, when was the last time you told God, I love you? Yep. Well, it's okay to thank him as provider. Yes, we thank it's you for so an much, Lord. Love, really. <laughs> Please help me make wise decisions as the leader of my household. There we go. Uh, we can we can uh, seek him as protector. Yeah. We can uh, we can call upon him as savior, but boy, when it when it comes to Lord, I love you. I don't think that gets said very often. And if it does, yeah. I think it might be a little bit on the weird side. Yeah. At least that's not the way we grew up. I mean, I remember um, 
my dad always prayed in King James. Okay. I, I don't know why. I lovest he, thou? Yeah. Is that? Uh, no, no, no. There was none of that. Okay. Um, but there was, you know, uh, that's just the way yeah. that, it, that it was, that that relationship was modeled. A very formal, regimented kind of relationship. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah so in the Jewish culture, it's not really... Uh, in fact, it was even more so. Yeah, it was I mean, worse. I mean, you know, you, did, you didn't even say God's name. Uh, they didn't write it out. You, you know? didn't even write it. Yeah, Yahweh is, is a, how do you say that, tetragrammaton? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but they wouldn't even write the letters. Yeah. They would just write a series of four dots. And then everybody knew that those four dots, that meant Yahweh. But you couldn't write the letter. I mean, that's right. how formal this relationship was. So the idea that daddy, I mean, that is very yeah. foreign to an Old Testament audience. Absolutely. In fact, when you do see father in the Old Testament, like in Malachi 1.6, a son honors his father and a servant his master. Oh, that's cuddly. Yeah. I know. That <laughs> is cuddly right there. Honors his father and a servant his master. And don't you forget it, son. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah, that's a very formal relationship. And we see the same thing even in Psalm 103, right? <clears throat> he is like a father in verse 13 to those who fear him. Yeah, right. He's like <laughs> a father. Mm. Oh, I love you, Dad. Oh, I'm so yeah. afraid of you. Well, but, but fear but is I different. reverence you. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's that kind of fear. Yeah, it's yeah, the yeah, reverence yeah. fear. Yeah, yeah. But right. it's, you know, we, we joke about that, but that is really the concept that they, that they had of God. There's only a few places where the scriptures use the, use the phrase, like a son to me, right? Where God is expressing that kind of relationship that someone is like a son to him. Uh, we'll just rattle off a few of these. It's, uh, you can look them up. It's 1 Chronicles 17, 13, 22, 10, 28, 6, and 1 Samuel 25, 8. But they have something in common. Is they all refer with a little bit of a nudge to, uh, to David's heir, uh, not Solomon, but his ultimate heir. It's really prophetically looking toward Jesus. He's the one who's like a son to me. Yeah, like in Jeremiah thirty-one nine, God is speaking as a father to, to his offspring, to the church. Right. Yeah. Jeremiah thirty-one is a forward-looking prophecy yeah. about the church. So when he describes that intimate father-child relationship, he's not talking about the old covenant. He's looking forward to the new. Yeah. So you know, uh, not switching gears, but using a little example here that might kind of summarize that is uh, I've got grandkids now, and so oh, yeah. know, when the grandkids are at the house, and and I I walk in the door, and they run up, and they're like, pop pops, pop pops, you know, and they're wanting <laughs> yeah. to talk, and they're showing me this, they're talking <laughs> over each other, and they're they're you know they're grabbing my leg, and they want to wrestle and all that. It's like, and it brings back memories, you know. But but there's no nothing sweeter, really. Uh, I could I can hear, I mean. I could be told I'm getting like a, a million dollar bonus. Uh, that would be sweet to hear. That would be good. But, but right. really, I mean, is there anything sweeter than hearing that pop pops and running across? No, I absolutely love it. That brings joy. And that really, uh, when, when uh, in Mark chapter 14, verse 36, uh, when Jesus says, Abba, you know, that, that's pop ups, that's Pater, that's, that's Papa. Uh, what joy that brings to the Father for us to have that kind of affectionate relationship with him. Yeah, and it shows up several times. So we see it in Mark 14, 36. We already talked about um, uh, Romans 8, 15. But even in Galatians 4, 6, he says, we're no longer slaves, but sons, as his spirit in us cries, Abba, Father. And that's the relationship that really we want to foster with the kids so that they have an example of what a good relationship with the Father looks like. So, you know, even allowing your kids to see that affection between you and the Lord 
is a really good thing so that they get to see a model of what that looks like. Just like God has extended to us his love first so that it promotes the kind of reciprocating affection from us, we do the same thing with the kids. You can't force it or you break it, but trying to promote, just make an environment in which they can reciprocate that love, boy, that goes such a long way. And that fulfills a relationship for us uh, and for them too. There's a a closeness and a and a contact that you that you can't get any other way. Dads, we're using the L word. Uh, we're saying to love our kids and, and show affection to them in the way that God shows us, so that they can reciprocate to Him ultimately. Right. Right. And we'll see you next time on Interman Inter- Radio. Radio. Yeah. Thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, you can be sure to never miss an episode by visiting InnermanRadio.org or get automatic notifications on your phone with the Interman Radio app. It's available on Google Play or Apple Stores.